0: You are listening to the Postcast presented by the Locked On Senators Podcast following a 4-3 loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning in a game that can only be described as frustrating. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Piller. Pillsy, your immediate reaction following that gong show.
1: I mean, this was a wild game, Ross, because I can sit here and say the Ottawa Senators should have won that game and I can also sit here and say there is no chance the Ottawa Senators should have won that game. You know what I'm saying? Like you can look at a bunch of different plays like just quickly and we'll get into them deeper. but that Timmy and Drake, two on oh, when do you have those two guys make that play perfectly and you don't score there? like that doesn't happen very often. And like they talked about in the broadcast, that Ross Colton phantom high stick where it's like uh, the, you got cottage internet there where it happens two seconds after, and it's buffering where he puts his head back after Sandy's already skating away, and then they obviously score on that ensuing power play. So you, you, there's a lot of different directions. Uh, that's kind of my quick back and forth of it, Ross, so I'll let you take it away, and I'll follow up with whatever direction you go next here.
0: All right. Well, first I'll give stick taps to the penalty killing unit. They were out there for way too long. And I think more importantly, the forwards at the top of the umbrella, they were able to, you know, cause turnovers, get those, uh, those breakaways first Mott, then Joseph gets the goal. But the Senators had no business winning this game. I saw the stat after the game. We always do the postcast a little bit after, because I want to hear from DJ Smith and we'll get into him because I'm, I'm losing a lot of patience with DJ Smith in this, in this game, in this season, Whatever you want to say. His leash is getting shorter and shorter. The Senators have been outshot in 10 straight periods. That's three games and an extra period. Each one. Not cumulatively. Each one. And they're doing the same thing over and over. And I can listen to the argument. Artem Zub's out of the lineup. Yeah, that's your best defensive defenseman. Maybe there's going to be a bit of lag in how your D zone coverage is at times. For the 20 minutes he's out there. No. No. It's a, it's a team issue right now, and it starts with the leader. I'm, I hate singling someone out here this early in the postcast, four minutes in. Thomas Chabot was brutal tonight. Absolutely horrific. The game-winning goal, the Kucherov goal, he's just standing there. No man's late. He's not even out. It's not a power play. If there was enough of them. Maybe he just instinctively thought they were a man short. He was absolutely horrible on that play. Then the bouncing puck that ends up being the Nick Paul goal that's called back. What's he doing there at center ice? Not much. I thought that was atrocious for a guy who's supposed to be taking a step in the right direction and whose actual salary becomes $10 million for the next three years after this one. He's playing like a $2 million player out there right now.
1: Yeah. It's simply not good enough. And too much of Ottawa's success relies upon Thomas Shabbat playing up to his level, especially without Artem Zub in the lineup here. And, you know, DJ tried to put Brandy. I don't I don't feel like that lasted very long. It didn't exactly work. And it was weird. They were they flipped sides to start. Like Shabbat's playing the right side. Are you that in
0: your own head that you're not even playing guys in their proper position? Brandy's been on record as saying he's comfortable on the right yeah. side. This might be the first time Shabby's played right side in, in his entire life. I don't know what they're doing. This yeah, is a must it- win.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's not good right now. Looking at a three-game losing streak, I'm still I'm remaining very calm here, and I guess maybe part of yeah. me, uh, Ross, is just is just, uh, is just trying trying to turn you down a little and uh, keep a keep us at room temperature here. But you
0: know what my problem is? Well, there's two. One is I have hockey at eleven ten my time, so twelve ten midnight. So I have had zero beverages usually I like to have a simple one and this is just overall frustrating game and I'm also playing no Tendy. for me
1: first,
0: first time is six- yeah yeah
1: Adam boy that's sweet I like yeah. that
0: but I'm also frustrated because this is a, a winnable game for a variety of reasons I think you honestly summed up this game so perfectly Thank the you, first man. thing you said this is a game they should have won and this is a game they had no business winning like <laughs> it's so profound. For what we watched out there, you can get into the fact the Sens had eight penalties to kill off, including a minute and 34 second five on three where they got the goal. But this comes down to bad giveaways at bad times. If we're not going to talk about the refs, we could do a whole show talking about the refs. I get it. But without that, you look at the missed opportunity on the clear on the game tying goal where Ottawa answered right away. And people are getting on me for getting on Nikita Zaitsev, number 22 out there, I should say. He goes knee down, stick down, paddle down, as I'm getting ready to do play and Tendi. He goes paddle down. And the puck literally goes right through him. Is that just luck or is that a lack of being able to get in front of it?
1: I mean, he's no Tendy, so his butterfly was probably not proper form. That's not what you want to see on that plate. But
0: first, Vh at that point.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's going uh, Craig Anderson hybrid with that one, but I don't. It, it's so frustrating because it's it seems like they did enough, and you know what? They're going back to the Senators of former years, where it's like okay. We're going to have them give everything they got. We're going to be holding on to a string. But then when we get those few scoring opportunities, we'll capitalize on them and we'll hope Forzy can keep us in it. And that's what's happening in this game. The game plan, if that's your game plan, which it really should not be, but it was working. They had the lead more often than not in this game. And they're able to have massive momentum boost, killing off that five-minute major. And Ross, you... You joked about Gambrell's seven-year contract extension. Well, I think his agent should lead off with his goals per 60 in this <laughs> season because that stat is going to be through the charts if he he's trying a to get it.
0: senator tonight, and he only played, what, five minutes before he got kicked out?
1: He did look good. Yeah, unfortunate to play there. Obviously, a high hit on Chernak, but I don't think uh, there was any malicious intent there. It's just a bad no, it timing almost uh, he, Chernak moving.
0: Definitely got him in the head. I thought two was was No, planning. he did I but he almost... Chernak almost looked like he was off balance going into it. Gambrell's like six feet at most. Chernak's yeah. like six, four, six, five. I don't know. His head was probably at about five feet. Nothing by the time he hit it.
1: Yeah, and uh, that's the thing. Like, it wasn't a head hit. It was Chernak being off balance and then clipping the head. That's going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. So I think it was the right call, as bad as it, as it sounds. But there was a whole them. lot of bad calls in this game. And that's where things get difficult. I, I, I thought... It was tough because it seems like guys were just falling all over the place. The Tampa Bay Lightning, these guys were losing their minds at certain calls. Like, Steven Stamkos was screaming in that referee's face for that too many men uh, call. And the ref was like, Stammer, like, I got it, man. you got to calm down here. And John Cooper, after that uh, one call, I thought his head was going to pop off. He was going red in the face, veins popping, like, No wonder like the refs are being peer pressured in this game to to make the calls here from like high respected players and coaches, obviously. But I mean, that can't be having that much of an impact on this game. And then all that happens, Ross, and the Senators don't let it get to them. You mentioned it. They scored on a three on five. When do you ever see that? And Matthew Joseph, it was like I felt that was like a glass gladiator moment like he was back in the rampa for the first time no one's around him everyone's cheering and he just buries it for his first goal of the season like that is a hell of a hockey play you'll love to see that and that really seemed like the senators were like okay we've got the lead now we're just gonna hold on to it and they Roll did a up. good job they did a good job of that but this is not the arizona coyotes this is not the buffalo sabers this is the tampa bay friggin lightning you if you give them these many opportunities and allow them to put this much pressure on you you're gonna bend bend and then snap there's no bend but uh but hold off the break you're gonna snap and that's what happens at the end of the game there and ross i don't know about you but did did you think brady had enough time there in the dying seconds i i think the clock might have ran out on him anyways even if he hits the net there I put the word
0: entertaining in the title after that play because it certainly yeah. got the heart rate going. It was a,
1: that was an entertaining game. I don't care who who you're cheering for, even if you had no skin in the game. Like that was a wild game to watch.
0: All right, we're gonna get into some standouts if we can find a couple in this one, and then I think the postcast after dark is we're gonna break a lot of this down because we have plenty more to get into on tomorrow's Locked On Senators. We've got a Send central yeah, citizen got a show. On tomorrow's show, we've got Keegan Little joining us. And then on Thursday, Ian Mendez. And I'm glad that we're recording with Ian tomorrow because I want the temperature to remain high for that interview. And you'll get the same passion as though we're just coming off this game as well. But Pilsy, why don't you say a quick word for our friends at Bet Online, And then we'll get back into the details of this game because there is a lot more to get into before we turn into our standouts.
1: Yeah, Bet Online is the trusted online sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. But you guys already know that. I don't have to tell you that. It's the best spot to find all the latest odds, news, player performance props, total scores, over unders, moneyline, puck line, three way moneyline, whatever you like, they got it. Check it out at betonline.net. And not just hockey, the World Series is heating up, so get your baseball bets in. Football, there it's mid-season, massive trades happening today, so that's going to affect futures. And basketball is rolling along too, so get all your bets in in all your sports. And at the best spot, the spot we use, it's betonline.net. Guys, that's where the game starts. All right, listen to the podcast.
0: The score was 4-3 somehow. Some way Nikita Kucherov got the game winning goal with two and a half minutes left. And now for the second game in a row, the Ottawa senators have given up the game winning goal against in the final five minutes. So that's a bit of a kick in the behind for sure in its own self, but the way this scoring summary went was just frustrating from the second period onwards. You'll take the Dylan Gambrell cheeky goal in the first period. The senators in that period were outshot 12 to three. And they come out with a one nothing lead. Like, if that doesn't tell you how this game started, I don't know what does. Mikhail Sergachev, three minutes into the second period on a power play. I want to say that was, like, the fifth power play of the game. And then they continue to get power plays. I mentioned Matthew Joseph gets a beauty, unassisted, breakaway goal. That's me reminding myself to pack my helmet, because the last time I played goalie, I didn't take my helmet off the shelf.
1: Yikes. Old school.
0: no. The team had to play without a goalie slash ask the guy in front to do it. Anyways, neither here nor there. Apologies for that. And then after the second period, Alex Kalorn with 11 minutes into the period. So nine minutes left. He gets his third of the year. Tampa ties it up. But hope is not lost because Claude Giroux capitalizes on a brutal mistake from Andre Vasilevsky. Brady Kachuk picks up the assist. Ottawa takes the lead again for a minute and 11 seconds. And then Braden Point walks right down Main Street. Right down Main Street. Nice little tip play from Nikita Kucherov at the blue line. But he walks right down Main Street. He scores. Tampa ties it again. And then five minutes later, you could feel this one coming from the get-go. And, I mean, what more can you say other than it's not every day you're going to get three pass Vasilevsky on 15 shots. You have to win those games. You simply have to.
1: Yeah, Ross, that, like from now on, We are going to wish for Vasilevsky against the Sens. I know it sounds crazy, but his numbers are not good, even bad, up against Ottawa. And this just makes things worse, which is crazy to think. But they're
0: bad numbers. I believe after tonight's game, it'll be about an 895 save percentage. And above
1: three goals against.
0: But guess what? He's still 10 and 5. Like, he still won 10 out of 15 games. Like That, That to me, that tells you everything you need to know. This is a divisional game. The Senators are now 0-4 on the road, all against divisional opponents. They're the only team in the division under 500, which means they're yeah. 8 out of 8 teams in the Atlantic Division. Did you see those close-ups of Pierre Dorian at the end of the game?
1: He's, he's stressed. Yeah. No, he's
0: about to snap, and he needs to do something. I don't know what it is, if it's pulling the trigger for a defenseman. I know Chikorin's always the hot name. This guy's not even playing right now. He's yeah. so far out of the picture.
1: And the price tag's insane.
0: You have to do something, though. You cannot continue to lose every game. I don't care how close they are. The shots are ridiculous. Anton Forsberg should be... I would say if they did the voting today, which obviously they don't, but you know how they do, like, Rookie of the Month, shout out Shane Pinto. If you had a goalie of the month, this guy's got to be top three in the league right now. He, Without him masking a lot of the problems on this team, it yeah. wouldn't even be close.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. I I don't know. I'm I'm not quite at the the angry panic level yet. I know everything you said is very true. And bottom of the Atlantic, this is you can't have this poor start, but I know you said it doesn't matter, the games are close. If they get a couple points here, they're feeling a lot better about themselves, but you're you you are what your record says you are, and you're four and five. Your last place in the Atlantic, second last place in the Eastern Conference. So, although I don't think it's it's terrible, smash the panic button mode time. You're gonna have your work cut out for you just trying to get back in the mix here, and we're only in the second month of the season in November first here, so it's gonna be tough. All I can do is hope that when Zub comes back, Shabbat feels a little better, although those guys playing together weren't much much better than Shabbat has been now either. So, you need bigger games from Shabbat, and you need bigger games from Timmy. I mean, yeah. Timmy's your top center now without Josh Norris, and he's been pretty invisible. I saw someone in the comments said did uh, Timmy dress up as a ghost for Halloween because he's been he's disappearing recently, and that is true. He he had a bunch he hits a pep in a Ross, and he made some good uh zone exits and, and like good four checking stuff like that. But I mean you you need more from him here and, and Shabbat hasn't been good enough. Like I, I I'm still cool temperature on DJ here, but it's not looking good. I mean, it's these are dire times here.
0: Yeah, and it looks like Parker Kelly felt the wrath of DJ Smith as well after he took that uh, cross-checking penalty, which yeah. I think was pretty deserved at the end of it. But when you look at his ice time in this game as well, it was certainly affected. He played four shifts in the third period and two in the second after taking that penalty at the uh, at was at the end of the second period. All right, yeah, yeah, at the end of the yeah. second period when he took that penalty. So um, clearly, he's not being used much and. Look, 22, say what you want about him. 5 on 5 was a complete disaster. Like, I agree with you that Chabot didn't look great. He was still a 60% Corsi tonight at 5 on 5 and again, how much 5 on 5 was there at this game? Yeah. Dimitzlo was 13 shot attempts for 4 against at 5 on 5. I wow. still want to see more from him. Nikita Zaitsev at 5 on 5, 8 minutes and 24 seconds, one shot attempt for and 13 against. Nick Holden, 3-4 14 against. Yeah. Guys, they're supposed to be defensive defensemen. I get it. They're going to take more defensive zone draws. That will lead to being on. I get it. I'm an apologist for defensive defensemen. I got a Jared Cowan jersey once upon a time. I have an Anton Volchek jersey. jersey. (laughs) Yeah, like, I love defensive defensemen. Mark Mathot, back on this show Friday. Stay tuned for that. Defensive defensemen. I love when they're good but when they're bad there's nothing more noticeable. Yeah, Zub I would say is a two-way defenseman, Sean. Like he he's got a little he's got that that little pop to him sometimes as well. I think we're going to see it more and more hopefully. No, Joe, no Volchenko slander. We'll get to the comments very shortly as well cuz I'm sure that if I'm this fired up, I'm sure you guys are as well and you know what, maybe it's cuz my parents were at the game too. They make the hour drive in from where they are and it's like, "Come on." Yeah. That's that's just a complete joke. Said some people were being rude to them in the hallway too. Like an entitled fan base. An entitled fan base as well. Steve, go away. Um, all that to say, um this game was just over basically before it started. It felt like even though they're they're leading, it's a co- it's a complete joke for me where this team's at right now. And the fact that we're not going into what were um what was supposed to be a bit of a, a brighter Period. You know, you, you win four in a row. Sure. You lose at home to end the homestand. We basically made excuses for them for that one. Even the Florida game, afternoon game, first game on the road. I label this a must win. And when that's the case, you got to be mad about it too.
1: Yeah. No, that's, that's fair. I, I think you're, you're hitting all the points on the head, Ross, here. And I mean, there's not much I can't really debate with you. And I can't really like mat, match your anger right now. So all, all I'll say is, there's a lot of time left in the season here. I I think we need to hold on to hope that these guys can get clicking. Because, yeah, it still with only two goals. Like, he's going to heat up here. I mean, T- Timmy's going to heat up here. I think the defense can't get any worse, right? It can't get any worse than this. Know. So I
0: mean, I watched the 2018-19 Ottawa Senators, so... <laughs> <laughs> It just, from what we're seeing right now yes it can get worse but like i said this is a team that's been outshot in 10 straight periods outscored in most of them and then you get periods like the first one in this one where yes it's one nothing ottawa but is it uh, yeah, after this
1: ends were losing one nothing there ross <laughs> yeah
0: no doubt um all right so dj smith after the game looked to me like a very frustrated individual yeah. so Here's what I'm going to settle for. Because I do think Pierre Dorian did his job for the most part. We knew the decor was a little bit suspect going into the season. Call it a sacrificial lamb or what. But one of those two defensemen, Holden or Zaitsev, just waved them. Like send, send a message to the locker room that this is unacceptable. And it can't go on. And also, just take away DJ's toy. Like 22 is his crutch. Yeah. You know what? I didn't even realize when we were interviewing DJ, but I I thought about it. I think I tweeted it yesterday. He's been on the bench for every single one of the 402 NHL games Nikita Zaitsev has played in the
1: NHL. Yeah, he basically came along in that trade. Yeah.
0: No, he did. Every single game Zaitsev has played, DJ Smith has had a front row seat, and he still thinks he should be in the lineup. Yeah. I'm a thousand kilometers away, and I can see he shouldn't be in the lineup. Anyways, yeah. give me a central standout. We'll get to the chat in just a minute. However, there had to be someone with a good performance, and I think I know where you're going to go. If not, I'll take him.
1: I'll, I'll let you take the obvious one, Ross, and I agree. I think maybe now's the time you wave Zaitsev to, at the very least, send a message, if not addition by subtraction.
0: They went with the bag skate after the Florida game. Didn't work. Something has to be sent to these players because it is unacceptable. And I'm sure Brady's mad. I'm sure Claude Giroux's mad. He gets a goal tonight. But as a team, they're not any – like, by the way, like Jake Sanderson still looks sick. Like it's the, – the team plays so bad and you're still like, damn. Every time he's on the ice, I'm confident. That they're and ready. that's the
1: thing too, Ross. I, I think he's only going to get better. So I think once he gets Zub back – Everything eases into in a little. Sanderson gets a little bit better. And and Shabbat, I'll say it also, Shabbat can't play much worse than this. He can't. We've seen him play so much better.
0: He was bad with Zuber we talking, that's the worst pair that they had at the start of the season.
1: Yeah, I don't know who I don't know who you put with Shabbat. It used to be Ross, the thing was it doesn't matter who you put with Shabbat. He'll lift them up anyways, and you can forget about it. But now it's like Shabbat, no matter who he's with, plays bad himself and brings the other player down too. So Maybe you, get, maybe you get a Zub and uh, Sandy as the, as the top D pair, and they're the ones that really help things out here. I, I don't know. But that's something we can dive into more on tomorrow's show. We've, we've uh, hit it pretty good here. So I'll go with my Sin Central oh, standout. No no. no, no,
0: no, no. You don't pass it over to me on a night like this where I'm upset and then just take <laughs> it back. It's Matthew Joseph.
1: Come on. the revenge Oh, that's where I was going. I was going to leave you 4Z.
0: No, oh, no, it's the revenge game. You know I'm a okay. sucker for those. Kills over six and a half minutes of penalties. Plays seventeen twenty-six. Gets the goal. Three block shots. I believe. Yeah, he drew the penalty as well. Where I don't know how Callan Foot didn't know his stick was literally in between his legs for five seconds. That's a hook. Couldn't he impeded him getting to the puck? Anyways, we don't talk about the refs. Maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, Matthew Joseph, my central standout.
1: All right, nice. Yeah, that's that's where I was going to go. I thought Forzy was the more obvious one here as he gets 30 out of 30, 34 um, shots saved. And look, he he had to make a lot of great saves here. Like, he, he was getting Kutrov and Stammer very pissed off throughout this game. Like, Stammer was just firing slap shots out of anger. He wasn't even trying to score. He's just trying to blow off some steam at one point. And I thought Forzy was really sharp. Sure. He gets beaten four times, so you're like, well, how sharp was he? But, man, he didn't have a whole lot of chances on those. Like that Braden Point one you reference, he's going in full speed from his blue line to the net. And that's Braden Point. He's a fast player and with skill. So no chance there. The Sergachev one, no chance. The Kucherov one, it's from a far angle. He's wide open. That's Nikita freaking Kucherov. He's going to score that goal every single time. So... I thought Anton Forsberg had a really good game considering uh, the fact that he's now had 92 shots against in the last two games.
0: I just wanted that stat to sink in. 92 saves or shots against?
1: I think it's shots. I think it's shots, yeah.
0: Well, say saves can't be too far behind. I mean, no. okay, so that's one cent central standout each. I say we get into the postcast after dark. I want to pull up comments. We appreciate everyone – for joining us in the postcast and making us your first listen each and every day. We've got a quick recap coming. Pillsy recorded that. Those are going to be in YouTube reels, so you can go check that out. More content, the better, and we hope that the wins will follow. We're going to be back in two seconds. You're listening to the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day.